Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. My name is Jeff, KSL News Time 314. The three things you need to know this hour first. Congressman John Curtis just introduced the Protect America's Rock Climbing Act in Washington, D.C. The legislation would look to preserve popular climbing spots on federal land. I'm KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard Bell. Second, two inmates have been charged in recent assaults against Utah State Prison Corrections officers. This is in connection to two of the three attacks this year. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. That's southbound I-15, where we already have slowdowns in place. As you go from Murray almost to 90 South Sandy, looks like crews are in the final cleanup stages of the auto-pedestrian crash at 33rd South and Highland Drive. It's a great drive on I-15 in Davis County from downtown up to Hill Air Force Base. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Sun and clouds today, rain and snow tomorrow. I'm Matt Johnson. 48 degrees. Now, KSL's top national stories. From ABC News, I'm Michelle Franzen. At a Senate hearing today, Alan Shaw, the CEO of the Norfolk Southern Rail Company, says they'll take full responsibility for that toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, and cleanup, too. ABC's Gio Benitez says residents still don't know what that means. The words that he's been saying, we want to make this right. He said that over and over again and, of course, apologized over and over again. But there hasn't been a whole lot of detail about what they're actually going to be doing for the folks of East Palestine. For example, we don't know if they're going to be paying medical expenses or what medical expenses will be covered. What about the loss in property value for those residents who have homes there? Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin in Israel today for meetings, but his brief stop limited to the airport as tens of thousands of demonstrators blocked highways, protesting plans by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's government to weaken the judicial system. Tensions also rising between Israelis and Palestinians. Today, a deadly attack in Tel Aviv. Gunfire ringing out as hundreds of Israeli anti-government protesters made their way down Tel Aviv's popular Dizengoff Street. A suspected Palestinian militant opening fire, injuring three civilians, one in critical condition. An off-duty police officer chasing and fatally shooting the attacker. He's been identified as a 23-year-old from the West Bank with links to Hamas. Israel had been bracing for reprisal attacks after nine Palestinians died this week in IDF arrest raids in and around Janine. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. In Germany, police are responding to a shooting attack at a church in Hamburg. There are reports of multiple injuries. We'll have details coming up as they come in. In California, mountain communities paralyzed by the record snowfall, and now they're bracing for another storm. Officials near Lake Tahoe warning residents to remove feet of snow from rooftops. The big concern, the potential for flooding from all the snowmelt. You're listening to ABC News. I'm Dave Cauley. 
investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Now the KSL In-Depth seems every day we have a new warning about TikTok from Mitt Romney, from Governor Cox, and a host of others. So is this just talk, or is TikTok in serious trouble because of its connection to China? ABC News technology reporter Mike Dubusky joins us live. Mike, you're the expert. Are we moving closer to a ban on TikTok? I, I think that's exactly the way to say it, Jeff. I think we are definitely closer to a TikTok ban today than we were two weeks ago. And this recent spat of conversation around a potential TikTok ban really kicked off last week when a House committee passed a bill focused on TikTok that would essentially grant the president powers to just wholesale eliminate it, right, just ban it off of people's phones. The Senate followed that up this week with a much more broad proposition. It was a bipartisan cadre of lawmakers who put forward this this sort of uh, framework for potentially handling foreign technologies. And essentially what that does is it gives a little bit more power to the Commerce Secretary to make recommendations to the president to potentially ban foreign uh, technologies, including TikTok, up to and including banning technologies like that. Okay, so it is a real possibility. See, we did the story yesterday, and my 18-year-old niece heard this and texted me while we were on the air. What's the Mm -hmm. risk? Are they going to spy on me? So I'll ask you, are they going to spy on me? So there's two buckets of concern here. And and I think it's interesting to start with kind of the, the one that we might already be familiar with, which is the information that you give to TikTok. Basically, every time that you sign up for a new app, you hand over a little bit of your data. That's not unusual. Uh, you hand over an email address or you hand over a phone number, maybe a birthday. The concern with TikTok specifically is that it is owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance. And when the Chinese government comes knocking at ByteDance's door, that company is on the hook to be basically hand over whatever information they demand, including potentially American user data. So that's one bucket of concern. The other bucket is kind of the reverse of that. TikTok is hugely popular. There's 100 million monthly active users in the United States alone. There's a billion globally. It's easy to think why the Chinese government would look at a platform like that and think maybe we can start leveraging some talking points, some some narratives that are favorable to our party, to our country, in get those narratives in front of eyeballs that they might not otherwise get in front of. Um, there's there's not evidence that that has necessarily happened, but it is certainly causing a number of lawmakers in Washington to raise their eyebrows. So my answer to my 18 year old niece: Are they going to spy on me? The answer is don't know. They might. Thanks a lot, ABC News technology reporter Mike Dubusky. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. 
Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.